after doing this for over 15 years and getting to network and become colleagues with some of the best fitness brands and most successful companies in our industry, I can tell you this, the ones that are winning have two things clearly lined up. They have established a strong brand with their avatar customer base, and they have a client acquisition strategy that is reliable and repeatable month over month over month. If you need work on either one of those, you need help with your brand. People don't know who you are. Hell, you don't know who you are. And you need a client acquisition strategy. You don't have a specific way organically without paying to get new clients in. You have no guerrilla marketing. And when it comes to paid ads, you don't know what a pixel is, where to install it, how to create a sales funnel or any type of landing page and copy and creative that would convert a lurker, someone watching your social media to an actual paying customer. Go to my Instagram and send me a DM. Let's get on a call. Let's jam on DM. I don't even want any money from you. I don't want anything yet. I just want you to shoot me a DM. Tell me what's going on with your business so I can see if I'm the right person to help. But if you need brand work and a client acquisition strategy specific to who you want in your business, get to my Instagram right now at WTF Gym Talk and let's discuss. What is up, guys? It is Stu and it is another episode of the What the Fuck Gym Talk podcast. So uh, here's, so I got sent a DM and it was to a podcast episode done by Alex Ramosi. Many of you might know is the CEO and founder of Gym Launch, the infamous gym marketing service um, six-week challenge. And he's got a couple other businesses. The guy, regardless of what you think of him, the dude's an incredible businessman um, and he's he's done really well and uh, I've had Alex on the podcast it's actually one of the highest performing uh, podcasts that I've done from an interview perspective Um, anyway so I got sent in he did a a podcast episode recently where he's talking about him getting involved like him and his wife getting married and I think the title of the podcast like I married my wife for money and essentially they talk about how the beginning of the relationship was transactional and then they let the romance kind of blossom beyond that. And I, I'm probably butchering it and really oversimplifying it. But that's the that's the long and short of it, okay? So with that being said, guys, I want to talk about exactly what I took away from this and what I would recommend you take away from it as well for your microchip, okay? So here's the truth. Most of us here need to view relationships as more transactional in the genesis than we do emotional as micro gym owners. Let me explain. The first relation, like customers, your relationship with customers cannot be emotional first. And it, and it definitely isn't. Like those of you guys who tell me and feed me that fucking horse shit of like, my clients are like my family. No, they're fucking not. You more, like what is wrong with you? Are you fucking high? You're, if your mother needed your other kidney, you'd give it to her. If one of your clients needed another kidney, would you really give it to them? Someone who has been a customer of yours for 24 months and you know they're probably only gonna be a customer of yours, like they're not gonna be there forever, no customers around forever, but this person is transactional. You're gonna give them a kidney? Huh? How about this? Your sister, falls on hard times and she needs a loan of $40,000. You gonna give it to her? If you got it, you probably would if you love your sister or if you got a great relationship with her and you have the money. Would you give 40 grand to a fucking client? 
No, like, and it's this idea that you guys have this romantic involvement with your fucking clients. It just, it drives me up a wall. Not because I care about you having relationships with your customers. I'm not a, I'm not a monster. I'm not an idiot. I have great relationships with my customers. But I respect the fucking relationship that was transactional first. And the reason I'm constantly able to serve them to my highest level, even when they're no longer a customer of mine, is because I've always observed a relationship as transactional first. That is the, that's the, the base. And then you can build meaningful relationships on top of it. But at the end of the day, you still owe them to be a professional and have a, a transactional relationship up front. Meaning every day you show up and you say, this person is paying me to provide a professional service and that is exactly what I'm going to do. And those of you that can't, like they get blinded and like you kind of get lax, I'm gonna hit fucking, I'm gonna drive daggers into some of your fucking hearts right now. Some of you guys show up for your early morning class. And your early morning class is lowly attended. There's not that many people in it, but guess who's in it? Guess what makes up the majority? Those OG clients. Those clients that have been around forever. You know what kind of car they drive when they pull up. You know what they do for work. You guys are fucking have a group text message thread maybe. They're your boys and girls. Like You feel at home with them. You're not very stressed. And if you don't have any prospects in that class, you run kind of a lax shop. You have a little bit more fun. I mean, you're still coaching. You're doing, you know, you're still giving them the service, but it's certainly not the same service as when you do your 7 p.m. class and you have three new prospects in that class. You know what I'm talking about? Can you visualize that right now? Because I know you do it. And the reason that is is because you have forgotten that you have a transactional relationship with them first. And then outside of the gym, you can have, you know, go to each other's houses for cookouts and, you know, weddings and all that other shit. You, do you get this? Like, does this make sense? And for those of you that are like, no, I just want to have my awesome community. I'm like, you can still have it. You can still have it and be a professional. Yeah, but these people would become like my best friends. And I mean, if, listen, you're the reason you're going to go out of business. You, not covid not the gym down the street, not the fucking algorithm, you. Because you can't accept the fucking fact that you owe it to a customer to maintain a level of unbias and stay transactional in when they're there, when you're doing, you know, when they're conducting that service. And those of you guys who let it slip and you allow the emotional side to take precedent, you're the ones that get butt hurt when they get can when they cancel. You're the ones that can't understand why other people won't join the gym because new members join the gym and they you know they show up. I'm sorry, prospects show up to join the gym and they're like, I don't know. Everyone seemed like it was kind of like I don't know. I felt like it was a club that I wasn't a part of. And why is because that prospect you're still transactional with, right? Because it's their first day, first weekend. And then you're like, oh, but once they become a member of the community, then they, no, no, that the customers don't like that, dude. Nobody wants to come into a business, especially a group finish gym, and walk in and feel like they just entered a group conversation that they don't know anything about. You all know that, so, that social phenomenon? You know, you're kind of, you know, you're hanging out, you're, uh, your significant other has you come to, you know, has you come to one of their work functions and you kind of got to just like mingle your way into conversation and everyone is having inside jokes and conversations that you can't really relate to. It's fucking awkward. 
So many of you micro gym owners that have placed emotional relationships over transactional ones have created exactly that. And you can't even see the error of your ways. Even as I'm fucking spitting this very passionate podcast to you right now, you're still in your head justifying it and rationalizing it. And again, it's going to be your fucking, it's going to be one of the key elements of your demise. I fucking promise you. All right. Now, that is on the client side. Right now, this Alex Ramosi podcast to take it back. That was about his wife. I'm gonna keep going down the line here. So, on the client side, transactional first. Guess what, fuckers? On the employee side, it is transactional first. I will admit, in the early days, me and my employees were super intermingled. Like, we worked together, we went out and partied together, we were you know, messing around that like we like we messed around in the same like circles and ecosystems outside of the professional scene. It wasn't bad, but it, it does cause rifts. I had friends of mine that were coaches that when I had to when I finally manned up and I realized, fuck this man, like I'm not trying to run a fucking popularity contest. I'm trying to make the the living and the lifestyle I want. I want to make a lot of fucking money and I want to love what I do. And I can't do that when all my fucking employees think we're all besties during gym hours, during business hours. And you're like, well, yeah, but can't you like be business, you know, when they're there and then be like best friends outside of there? Sure. That's a tough line and unfortunately it takes two to tango, fuckface, which means they've got to be on the exact same fucking game plan as you. And unfortunately, a lot of people are not mature enough to be on that game plan especially for these part-time coaches where you're just a hobby. And I know that's an insult to a lot of you guys. You are nothing to them, but a fucking hobby. You're at, you're, they, it allows um, them to scratch the itch of coaching. They have a professional job. You think they fuck all, fucking around and hang out with their boss at bank of America on the weekends? Nope. Yeah. Well, I don't want that kind of relationship. I want them to, I want us to hang out and go play cornhole together. Yeah. Well, guess what? They don't do that with their boss at BOA, but guess who they respect? Guess who they show up? Guess who they want to impress? Guess who they're, you know, on a Sunday night, they're putting extra, you know, effort into their TPS reports so that maybe they get that promotion. Not you, not you. Cause you're buddies. You're going to go ahead and hang out and go fucking on a, a tubing trip together on a Saturday. It just, it's a, listen, I, I would love for that to be the case that you could just like have best friends in and out. And some of you guys might've pulled it off and it's only due to the fact that you're mature enough and that the employee was mature enough to handle it. Unfortunately, that is rarely the fucking case. So once again, in an employee relationship, you got to be transactional first and then build a relationship on top. Now, in personal relationships, and this is where I'm going to kind of end the podcast. I'm not going to divulge. This is a whole different one. If you have not listened to the interview that Sean Pastuch did with me on my divorce, I called my friend Sean and asked him to interview me on it because I really, truly do believe in a lot of what Alex Ramosi said in his podcast about him and his wife and marrying for money, um, which again is a clickbait title. He actually really bases it very similar around some theses I have. But I had Sean interview me on that because I don't ever hear anybody talk about the the divorce side of entrepreneur, you know, entrepreneurship, and they have it in shame. And I'm, I'm I have zero shame in mine. Mine was, I mean, like me and my ex-wife, we are amazing co-parents. We have this great relationship. Like we're both, I mean, like 
we both own commercial real estate. We both have very successful businesses. We both, you know, we're, our daughter's got it fucking made. She's going to be a, a she should be one of those spoiled rich kids. Um, anyway, long story short, I'm not, I would love, I want to dive in on that topic of the personal relationship and the, you know, transactional versus emotional in a personal relationship. Um, but I don't have the time now cause I'm backing in and I need to go, uh, feed Gus. Gus, you want to go eat? No. no. You got some food? Okay, well... In my tummy. You got food in your tummy already? Well, listen, we're telling everybody that you're hungry so I can get off the podcast, okay? Okay? Cool. All right, guys, I got to go feed Gus, um, as you just heard clearly. Uh, and uh, But yeah, until I talk to you in the next podcast, have a great fucking day.